You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today's passage for the Give Your Life Away podcast is one that is uh, not hard to understand. It, it may, in fact, be hard to swallow for some people. Uh, this is a passage of Scripture that some people don't like, which, which is an interesting statement, which is an interesting thought that a believer would not like a passage or like part of God's character. This is the definitive passage on God's election of people to heaven and God's punishment of people who reject him. This is a passage that is famous, well-known, and I'd say before I even start reading that you would let this passage speak for itself. In a sense, let God be God. We all have to deal with this passage. We all have to make sense of this passage, and we all should come away praising God for his character revealed in this passage, as easy or as difficult as that may be. So listen as I read Romans 9, 1 through 29. Paul says this, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed, for not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. And not all are children of Abraham, because they are his offspring, but through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are of the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year I will return and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me then, Why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to the molder, Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay? to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction, 
in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. As indeed he says in Hosea, those who were not my people, I will call my people, and her who was not beloved, I will call beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called the sons of the living God. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. Now it took me basically the entire time to read that passage, and it is packed full of truth. But here's one thing I want to focus you on. This is saying that God wills to save whomever he wills. Salvation does not come by the will of man. It depends on God who has mercy. That, that's straight from verse 16. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. All I'm calling you to do this morning, today, this evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast, all I'm calling you to do is to let the text speak for itself. Let God be God. Let him speak for himself. The logical question a lot of people have when, when they think about election, they think, well, then that doesn't seem fair. Then how do the people who are not chosen uh, have a chance? It doesn't seem fair that God would send them to hell. And we would teach that the Bible does not credit God to send, for sending someone to hell. It gives credit to the person who chooses to go there, who chooses to reject him. That's why verse 22 says, What if God, desiring to show his wrath, and to make his power and to make known his power has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction so there is a there's a knowledge that they will be destroyed but there's also a reality that he's been patient with them how do we make sense of that well we we might not we have finite minds we might not know all the ways of god and how all of these doctrines fit together human will and divine response and divine sovereignty i should say we don't know how all those fit together, but we can let God be God and be assured that he knows and that he does everything right. So again, the logical question can be, why does he still find fault if he hasn't chosen some for salvation? And I want, you to, I want to close with, with this answer. This answer is straight from the Bible. If we ask the question, why does he still find fault for who can resist his will? Listen to verse 20 in response to that question. But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Well, what does molded say to its molder? Why have you made me like this? Paul doesn't even answer our question. The Holy Spirit doesn't even answer our question. But we can know some things from Scripture. We can know that God chooses those for salvation, and we can know that those who reject God are punished not because He chose them to reject Him, but because they have in their minds, in their wills, chosen to reject Him. They want their own way. That's why earlier in Romans 1, it says that he gave them to their own desires. They are the ones who receive the credit for choosing eternal damnation, not God. God has been gracious to choose some for salvation. And let me make this final point. God owes nobody salvation, not one. God has chosen to save millions and millions throughout the ages because he is gracious and merciful but does that does not mean that everybody deserves salvation nobody does and he's gracious to choose some for salvation 
difficult text this morning. But I think the, the worst thing we could do is to be ashamed of who God is, to deny what the scriptures say, and to reject what's plainly revealed. This is clear. And what's more, just one more thing for your thoughts, what's more is that places like Ephesians 1, and even at the end of this section in Romans, God is praised for His wisdom in choosing some for salvation. This is a doctrine that should lead us to praise God, His sovereignty. It's not meant to be a doctrine to apologize for. God is not like us, and we can be assured that any character of God, any characteristic, any act of His will is always right. He's never done anything wrong, ever, never will. He's always right and good and pure and righteous. So we leave a, we leave a, a, a meaty passage today, but I hope that in some way this will help you to trust in your sovereign and good God. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive in Christ.